2: Oh, here we are. said, so, you know, it's tar and cement flies across the thing. And I'm going to get my microphone. I've got, oh. No,
3: you're good. We're on the air.
2: Okay, I'm on the air. The <laughs> microphone's in a pretty awkward spot, that's all. Oh, okay. It is, it is the usual day. It's uh, the one I loathe of the year. It's Radiothon, but we do have to get money out of people. And uh, You love this day, Kevin. Uh, Your inner
3: capitalist comes out.
2: Yes. Wearing
3: well, a top hat, like and a, carrying right. a cane like well, I'm the Monopoly
2: man. Try, I'm try, well, I'm trying to dress up and look good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, actually, um, you look lovely today. But, uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And that's me, Kimber, over there. Of course, they're Peaks here. I'm Kevin Healy. It is City Limits. And um, mm. we've got to raise well over two grand, so um, we've got the phones to keep running hot on 4198377 with the nine in front.
4: Look at you. Yeah.
3: Have you memorised the number or what? Oh. Where are you seeing this? 94198377. Yeah. You've memorised it? Yeah. Wow.
2: I do it every year. We're doing this for a long, long time. That's true. Um, How many uh, years exactly, Kevin? Oh, it's a lot. About 30 or something.
4: 30?
3: 30? Um, th- 300?
2: 30? 50? Um, yeah. <laughs> <That laughs> How old are you? The 300 was, the 300 was very rude, if you don't mind
3: my saying. Should we say who we are?
2: Yeah, we just said it.
3: Well, you didn't say Zeb. Oh, yeah, oh, you did. did. Yeah, oh, yeah. did we? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm don't here. worry about me. Hello. Yeah. I'm going to go.
2: Um, and <laughs> we're going to talk to a number of people on the program today. We're going to talk very shortly to Dave Sweeney um, yeah. from Australian Conservation Foundation, just about a, a few things. But mainly it's getting people to talk about their areas of interest. Um, we've got uh, Paddy Moriarty, another regular. A regular. We're going to talk to him about energy issues. Helen Vandenberg, hopefully, about mm. whatever Helen wants to talk about for Anything a couple of minutes. At all. Yep. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Uh, John McPherson on transport. We're going to – and, of course, this is our normal. Housing Day normally, and mm-hmm. we're going to have um, Helen Morosi, are we not? And, mm-hmm. and, and, Fiona. And, we, and Fiona, York, yeah, from Housing Age yeah. Action Group. So it's a pretty full-on programme. So it's going to s- be crazy. We're, we're already running just, late. Yeah, we are, <laughs> we've got John late. McPherson right. up
3: first,
2: and <laughs> I'm going to pour some tea. um Yay! and we'll get, Dave, we'll get Dave on the line very shortly. Um, Is and, it uh, Dave just or a, John? John,
3: John, talking to John first. Oh, are we? Talking? Oh, I thought. Yeah. I
2: don't know. Oh all right. Now I thought we were going to do- I told Dave about 10 past so we might cuz we're running a bit late. Let's
3: Yeah. shall we skip John if he's listening at home? No, Sorry. No, we we'll won't <laughs>
2: skip John. We'll get we'll do him we'll do him shortly. Uh, well, okay, we'll do John first because all right. the person, we're now confusing the poor person who's making the phone calls. I don't anyway. know that
3: we are. I think Gab looks completely fine. I yeah. think oh, we're confusing you. any listeners, that's oh, okay. for sure.
2: <laughs> well, let's just Infusing see who's eyes. on the line when we get there. Um, okay, yeah,
3: let's just... Let's now, I just like poured four lish. cups
2: and there's only three of us because Karina isn't here at the moment, but anyway.
3: anyway. Well, Zeb, how about giving listeners an overview of what... Um, Radiothon is, considering it's your first ever Radiothon and uh, you probably know nothing about it.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> well, it's a fundraiser so that 3CR can keep on existing and uh, we need to raise some money. <laughs> um, you can call to donate on nine four one nine eight three double seven. 8377. Um, Why did you uh, volunteer at 3CR?
3: Why did you decide to?
1: Um, oh, well, I thought it was good. Someone said that it was good and I... <laughs> I joined, and it was good. Amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it certainly doesn't take the D out of fun, does it? I mean, it's not fun. Uh, um, I
3: don't know. If yeah, if city limits isn't yeah. always good news, but... No, yeah. That's do, true. Yeah,
2: we do talk no, to some amazing people,
3: and that always inspires yeah, me. Yeah, but
2: uh, in terms of why we need 3CR, I think we all know why we need 3CR, but let's just make it clear. Yesterday, the Herald Sun has done another classic. You know, we talk about the need for... We talk about the need for... Um, Headlines to generally reflect what's actually in the story. Uh, There was a a story in the Herald Sun yesterday arising out of the conference in Europe last week. European Union leaders have Union leaders have blocked efforts to name and shame Beijing for using slates, etc., etc. So they're they're all getting into China at the moment, as we Mm. know. Mm. But this this is an incredible headline over a story where you're supposed to be just telling the facts. EU must be kidding. Europeans refuse to contemn China on abuse. I mean, it's. It's just a classic headline in the Herald Sun. Oh yeah, uh, going where they want to go, and that's the sort of reason why we need 3CR. So you actually get the real facts and not the uh, the crap that they come up with them. I and that's just an that's an extraordinary headline, isn't it? When
3: yeah, clear. 3CR is just one yeah. yeah one of those stations that actually you hear from the voices of people who mm-hmm. are uh, experts because they're the people themselves that are usually being talked about, and they're doing the talking. So. Mm-hmm. That's Although important. last
2: night on um, last night on home time on the week that was, mm-hmm. I did make the point that today with radiothon we do have something very much in common with the capitalist class.
3: Okay, what?
2: We're trying to get money out of workers. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But with their consent. <laughs> we, we we do it for a different reason. Yeah. We do it so we can help the workers, but yeah. uh, in the long term, or the, the community generally. But uh, yeah. that's. But uh, we have got something in common this week. That's not bad to know, is it? Well, that's <laughs> yeah. exciting.
5: Yeah. Who
3: knows what we're going to do next?
2: <laughs> yeah. So what's happening now? We got someone on the line. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, then really? we'll just keep. Uh, just keep raving on then in yeah, that case. We had um,
1: a donation come in, um twenty dollars from Marcus Peck. Thank you, Marcus. And uh, they say love your show, brilliant and much needed. So yay, that's awesome.
2: Excellent, excellente. What, any more? You got any more? Uh no.
1: that's that's the one <coughs> that I have.
2: Right. Um well let's uh is that all you've got? We've got, uh, but well, I know there's been lots. Well, of people I don't have the list have. They've given, but anyway, we'll we'll have to sort that one out. Yeah, um, but we have got quite a number of people here <laughs> down. Um, Jan Bartlett, for instance, who does home time. She's donated ten dollars. Um, Peter Bonner is fifteen dollars. Peter, well, he, he may be back in Melbourne, but he was. Like, he moved from Melbourne to Queensland. He may may come back, but anyway, good on you, Peter. Terry Bosley, who's a wonderful listener of ours, he. Uh, he gave us $50. Look, thanks so much for that. And Jan Carr's given us $25. So um, the money keeps coming. And we do have to raise over 2000 so let's keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, on 4198377. There we are. So yeah. the yeah. And uh, Meg's. A and- proud black
6: man. proud black man you should not wonder.
4: Strong spirit. First Nations Issues, Families, People and Stories from a First Nations Perspective.
7: Presented by Darnie Munmuro. Starts Monday, June 21st at
6: 1pm on 3CR. Proud black man, proud black man you should not wonder.
5: Hi, this is Isaac, and I'm talking to you from a tree seat 40 metres high in the Arenandra Plateau. I'm here with other activists because we want to stop what Big Forest is planning to do, which is to destroy 60 new areas in one of the last refuges of unburned forests in East Gippsland. We're calling the state government to protect all unburned areas of East Gippsland. If you want to get involved, contact Gecko at gecko.org.au and join the campaign
6: a 3CR supporter.
2: OK, and on the line we've got our regular transport commentator, John McPherson. John, um, thanks for for giving up your time again today for us. uh, Hello. uh, Transport issues, uh, there's still plenty around, I guess. Oh,
4: yes, transport never goes away.
2: It well, doesn't come too often either, unfortunately, sometimes. but <laughs> In fact, uh, coming home from here last week, I rode my bike here, John, and I. Uh, but it was raining when I left, particularly to Woodby, so I rode down to Parliament Station and caught a train. But every train, this is uh, something to 11 in the morning, and every train was about 20 minutes late, but it still stayed in Flinders Street for about five minutes. I mean, it's just... Uh, you reckon they could, you know, on a, on a midweek morning, um, in the middle of a lockdown, they could make the thing run at least on
4: time. <laughs> well, it was raining, Kevin. That's that's the explanation. All oh, right. <laughs> Rain, rain's a terrible thing, Kevin. It terrible things to the trains, and the... <laughs> they're not designed for it.
2: <laughs> no, clearly not. Uh, there's also been a bit of controversy this week about us uh, building trains in China. Do you know much about
4: that? Um yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed that. I <clears throat> the um, it's been it's been it's been happening more and more. There are a lot, lot lot of the trains now are coming out of China, of course, or even in India, and um, at least the Chinese one. It, Chinese ones. There is the worry that the um, the um, the, you know the the labour is actually being um, uh, people who are actually you know in slave-like conditions, or or, uh, you know, like the like the the fear is that Uyghurs um, are being used in factories now all over China. Yeah. As yeah. sort of um, slave labour. It does right? need
2: to be sorted out, but of course the opposition is using it against the government here. The government, yeah, I yeah. noticed that the the department I think yesterday came out and said that it uh, it always ensures that it you know it it sources things from from reasonable <laughs> from the right sources, so to speak. But whether it does or not's another question. Well, the
4: question well. the question is, you know, it's very hard to tell in China, you
2: yeah, know,
4: yeah, because the um, you know the um, the things are pretty op- opaque, shall we say, you
2: mm. know certainly are, uh. they're about as opaque as our public transport system. Yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, John, um, we're going to have to keep moving on because we've got a million people sure, to talk sure. to today, but um, you're giving money, obviously, Well, we've got you on to give money, Willie, we didn't really want to talk to you much, we just want to <laughs> get money out of you. Well,
4: of course, uh, I understand, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's only just a money-making operation That's there. Right. That's out,
2: us, yeah. little capitalist concern <laughs> here in Collingwood.
4: Yep, yep. <laughs> Okay. Um I look I I um gave I donated something a couple of months ago. The um the, the there was an interesting offer if you donated a hundred bucks or, or whatever you got it got um doubled up or something or other. So yeah, I, I donated to that. Yeah. yeah,
3: it was a partnership with ethical jobs to
2: double the Right, origins. there you go.
4: Yeah. thanks yeah. <laughs> for <Sort of> remembering <laughs> and um <laughs> And so, look, I'll, I'll make another, I'll give
2: another $100. dollars righty yeah. Well, that's, God, like that's effectively know. $300, is not it, in real terms, apparently. Well, so. in theory,
4: that's right. That's yeah. right. Wow. That's <laughs> capitalism awesome for you. Yeah. you. Yeah. That's,
2: that's a great interest rate, John. Wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, John, look, thanks for your time. We'll okay. talk to you on the first Wednesday in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, mate. Okay.
4: Rightio. Good Can luck. You, do well today, guys. Okay, John, thank,
2: thank you. you. Thank okay, you. bye now. And Megan, have we got anyone else on the line now? We oh,
3: got- my gosh, no, but somebody actually texted in, which has never happened to me before, yeah. and uh, they say, City Limits is a fantastic program, such a detailed and critical discussion and analysis of urban issues. They say Kevin is a gem. I'm not sure. What the, maybe they oh, hit no. their head at some stage, yeah. but, um, and Meg, Karina and Zeb do a great job. Love it. I'll give $50. <laughs>
2: And you thought I couldn't text, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
3: <laughs> I feel like there might be someone else on the line. I'm waiting for the, a word from our right, uh, two producers yeah. in there.
1: Well, in the meantime, They're we've got some now. other yeah. donations that are coming. Yeah, have come thanks, Em. Yeah. Um, we've got one from Ms. Barbara Hall, a hundred dollars, which is great. Awesome. Yeah. Um Thank John you, Barbara. Kent. Yeah. Uh, well, do we know John Kent? No, but Barbara <laughs> Hall's
2: an old Barbara? campaigner from a long time ago. Thank and, you, um, Barbara. And um, she lives at Oakley. She's a great, a great fighter for areas like public transport, in fact.
3: Thank you for your efforts, Barbara. Thank you for supporting the show.
1: Yes, thanks, Barbara. And thanks, John, for our, the, your $25 um, donation. And we've also got one from Jill Copple, $30. So thank you, Jill. We've actually got Dave yeah. on the line.
2: Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, get him. Well, let's talk yeah. to him. Um, Dave Sweeney, of course, from the Australian Conservation Foundation, the anti-nuclear campaigner. Dave, uh, before we extract money out of you, um, <laughs> we'll get you, we'll make we'll make like I want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> Dave, I can the international campaign against nuclear disarmament, it, which of course you were one of the founders of, and it won the Nobel Peace Prize. As everyone now knows, I think in I think it was 2017, wasn't it? um Dave it's recently brought out a report about the incredible growth of arms around the world despite what people say uh, comment on that
8: yeah it's actually two reports that I can have released in recent uh, the recent week Kevin good morning to you and hello crew morning um, hey. yeah and uh, one one is a report that's looking at NATO and it's and it's looking at NATO and its re NATO as a non-nuclear alliance and it's saying that this report shows that NATO's policies and principles and all that, they're no barrier for any individual nation-state in NATO signing this treaty and moving away from uh, acceptance of nuclear weapons. And it's a really well-argued case and it will build, um, it will build pressure over the coming years for those countries to revisit their defence posture, Kevin. And we're already seeing over 400 cities in, in NATO nations that have come out in, the, in formal declaration for the treaty. You know, Berlin, Paris, Amsterdam, Oslo, L.A., Washington, some heavy hitters. So it's all part of changing the way we think about, talk about and respond to nuclear weapons. The second one is probably the one you're perhaps more interested in on a day when we're talking dollars, and that's nuclear weapons, nuclear weapons industry and dollars. And there was a report done by ICAM, which was called Com- Complicit, and it was looking at 2020 global nuclear weapons spending. So a bunch of people went through a whole bunch of national budget papers, commercial contracts to the extent that you can, corporate annual reports and a whole lot of other data and basically came up with a dollar figure for the spend on nuclear weapons last year. And it was over 70 billion US. It was 72.6 billion US on nuclear weapons in the midst of a massive global pandemic pandemic. Mm. And so, you know, that is some absurd figure. I think it's 120,000 US a minute or something like that, every minute, every day. When
2: many countries so, quote, can't afford to get the vaccine, for instance.
8: Oh, it's amazing. You know, like there's countries with fundamental, fundamental and, and absolutely uh, treatable or, or um, affectable um, needs. You know, clean water, mm. medical vaccine, uh, education, health, really basic services. And we're spending 70, 70 billion plus on nuclear weapons. Now, that's nine nations doing that. Another interesting thing, and one that I know will interest you, crew, because you follow that money trail and and see how that influences politics, but um, around a dozen companies and big names, you know, Airbus and B E A Systems and Jacobs Engineering, Boeing and others, like basically all the names that sponsor things at the Australian War Memorial... they got over 30 billion US between them, and they in turn spent 120 million. So that's 10 million a month, um, 500,000 US dollars a day, um, employing lobbyists to pressure governments for you know forward-looking defence postures and that language. To but above all, interesting also direct allocations of money to think tanks mm-hmm. like uh, the Atlantic Council and others who who talk about, you know, the essential nature of nuclear weapons in a country's defence positioning. So it's this vicious, literally, very vicious circle of public funds going to private profiteers who wreak massive global destruction and then chuck a pit the other way to keep it all rolling around.
3: Mm. Good summary. Mm. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I
2: could throw a bit of three CRs why we wouldn't had <laughs> <laughs> <we heard> that. <laughs>
8: I've said one hundred twenty thousand US a minute. Um, I'm probably. One hundred twenty thousand. That's, no, that's terrific. Thank you oh, very much. Thanks, that's Dave. great. i <laughs> have spoken for three minutes, so that's me. I'm an um, But um, you could add fifty Oxford scholars to your, your total from me, um, yeah. which is modest but proportionate. But it is extraordinary. I wish, when you say, I wish that you know we had some of that money. I wish that every person and every. Um, nation and, and civil society group and service provider in the world that's doing good things on, you know, the smell of a veggie oil rag could step into some of the money that is thrown to the most destructive purposes. It's just extraordinary to think in the middle of a global pandemic where people are dying of a, of a virus, we are spending $72 billion US, to, you know, a weapon that, if it's the button's yeah. pushed, can only cause massive... Global harm, and
2: that's yeah. at best. Dave, thanks for that, because I know you do give to other programs as well. But thanks for the donation, and um, and look, we'll talk. We'll get you on shortly, because I think it's looking pretty frightening, particularly with Peter Dutton as Minister, of the way we're talking about China at the moment as well in terms of nuclear situation. So
8: Really unhelpful,
2: yeah. really unsophisticated. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, look, thanks, Dave. We'll better move on, but um, we'll get on. We'll cover that in sometime in the next month or so. All right.
8: Well, look, good luck with, uh, good luck with the radio. It's on 9498377 and um, with the show... And look
2: forward to talking again. Yeah, there we are. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. And see, all the yeah. old timers know the number. Yeah. <laughs> he just reels it up as well.
6: Yeah. yeah
1: exactly. If you're a me. more modern person, you can also le- donate online at 3 Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I do it. You really like it. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And right. me, go. Anything else on the line at the moment? Yeah, we've got Patty on the line. Oh, let's get Maybe. Patty. Let's have a yarn to Patty. Uh, Patty, um, Patty, again, how are you? pretty good Mar- Paddy Moriarty of course is uh, is at uh, at Monash he's Professor Moriarty but, um or Associate yeah. Associate Professor that's right yeah <laughs> and uh, sitting in his office laughing at us um, Paddy uh, we, they're talking about you know trying to talk Morrison into saying look we'll try and reach zero emissions by 2050 but as I said to you yesterday 2050 is almost 30 years away and we've got scientists saying we have to do something in the next four or five years I mean the, the the world's the aim of the world in terms of the big the big fossil industry and the and the people like the ones who met in Europe last week uh, uh, are they totally out of it in terms of saying we take thirty years to clean it up
0: um, yeah uh, well I, I if we stick with uh, our present um economic systems and so on i think it it, it would uh, well there's several things you need to consider one even renewable energy is not totally green. It's got its own uh, um, climate change uh, implications. Second, uh, climate change is not the only problem we face. One that's underestimated... I'm actually reading a latest Paul Ehrlich article from 2021, and also its main author is Bradshaw, who's from uh, South Australia. And what it's saying is that uh, biodiversity is just as serious or more serious than climate change, but nobody, it doesn't get much of a, of a Guernsey. Nobody it tends to get ignored. And um, the targets for 2020, the international targets weren't met and so on.
2: But they're related and, in some ways, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly, um, uh, you know, land use change, which also increases some carbon dioxide emissions and so on. And uh, climate change is, are affecting uh, biodiversity as well. Uh Paul Ehrlich, in fact, he's, I know he's made a lot of predictions that weren't true, but one that he did make in 1996 was that uh, we'd have a pandemic uh, sometime, and that certainly came true, which he <laughs> delights in pointing out. And this is partly due to um, land use change, and because 70% of, of these... Um, diseases are, are actually uh, of the new emerging diseases are z- zoonoses that is come from animals and then transfer to humans and we've all seen examples of this in in recent decades
2: mm. mm. right here Paddy. look that's our discussion we only got you on to get money anyway um but we will get you on sometime shortly to discuss some of these things in greater detail um yes but... well i
0: i do plan to send my money today 150 dollars to uh, city limits
2: right
4: oh, thank oh, you oh, oh.
0: Well, I'll have to, get my, I'll, I'll have to get, get my partner to help me do it over the uh, uh, internet, but, uh, right, but, or, but don't worry, you
2: you'll get it. Or pork okay. or, or out the one fifty even. Um, yeah. Okay. Look, Paddy, thanks so much for your time, and thanks for all your time on this program. We we enjoy having you on.
0: Okay. Thank you, okay.
2: Thanks a lot, Patty Moriarty. There and um, and can I say just in terms of energy, it's quite interesting. Um, We know the the Liberal Party in Victoria puts up tremendous stuff as opposition, like things like, this this isn't good enough, and that sort of brilliant comment. Um, Well, with the storms last week, the opposition emergency services spokesman Tim Smith said the government had not properly managed the crisis. The Andrews Labor government is more interested in forcing Victorians to wear masks outdoors... Um, while alone, when getting the lights back on for so many so many hard working families who have just in, just endured labor 's fourth lockdown mm. now, um, so it 's good to see them you know in they take an interest in hard working families, which is great isn 't it really <laughs> they do. but uh, he yeah. seems to have forgotten something or else my mind is slipping at my my you know age and state because uh, I can recall i'm sure it was I'm sure it was Jeff Kennett, a liberal premier who in fact. Privatized the state electricity Commission, so it would mm. be would become much more efficient and mm. the gas and fuel corporation and so mm. surely it 's now the responsibility of the private sector i can 't see why the government is responsible <laughs> um, for this, given it's given it's been privatized, but Tim might know more than I do i don 't
3: yeah we don't. maybe we could get him on sometime yeah yeah, 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 yeah we'll
2: clear it up it'd be worth having a chat too, wouldn't he
1: yeah. And that's privatisation is another thing that we often focus on on City Limits. That's true. Um, Jeff Kennett was definitely a, a great proponent of privatisation. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he didn't get as far as privatising libraries, but you mm. know he gave oh, it a good well, shot. Well, he
2: tried because they made they made people who worked for local government bid for their own jobs. They had to, they had to wow, be tendered yeah. out. Remember that? So, wow. And you had people actually bidding for their jobs by. By bidding lower than their current wages and conditions, oh just, to, just to keep them. I mean, it was pretty awful.
3: That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're going to talk to Helen Vandenberg at half past. Are there any other pledges that that we uh, oh, haven't yes. called we have out yet? we've got a list yet. of them. There.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, just come in, here. So, well, Yes.
1: Um. So we've got. I'll pour
2: another cup of tea. No, I want more tea.
1: I do, yeah. but it's too hard. Okay, Meg. Yeah. Oh,
3: that. <laughs> right there. Well, they're clicking at cups. Previously. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> Meg, do you want? No, no, she's not. ahead. It's too head. hard. She... All right, oh, no, so
1: it's, it's got, Uh got $10 coming in from Joseph Malignaggi. Uh Thanks, oh, Joseph. Oh, thanks, Joe,
3: our um, wonderful music coordinator at 3CR. Yes, uh, yes that's right. That's really lovely. Thanks,
1: so Joe. Nice. Uh $100 mm. from Pier Giorgio Moro. Right, another another three
2: CR figure of some note. Oh yeah, many years.
3: Okay,
1: yeah. Um, and twenty five dollars from Susan Sharp.
2: Thank you, Susan. Yes, and then there's one from uh, Zeb Peak there. Right? Oh, oh yeah, wow. Who's, who, <laughs>
1: who are they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not worry about that one. <laughs> Fifty dollars. Thank look, thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, on the list here it says I come from Queensland. Oh wow, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> and we also have thirty dollars from Fiona York. Thank Fiona's you, Fiona. Come on right. We'll talk we to her later. She'll be
2: on the program later on as well. Yeah. She's from the House of the Aged Action Group, of course. And that's a great donation because they they also have their own program to raise money for. So they're giving to us as well.
3: Yes, they do. And that's raise the roof. No, is it raising?
2: There's a bit of quid pro quo. I know Jan Bartlett's donation from Home Time, and of course she gives to our program, and I give to her program. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of money just floats around a bit.
3: <laughs> yes, it's quite cute, isn't it? Yeah. But it's a way of showing. Like, it's not yeah. just, you know, all the money goes to the station and keeps the station running, but it's a way of showing, you know, your support for particular programmes as well. So I love, I I go and just sort of like portion out all of the money that I want to donate to 3CR and then give a bit to every show, basically, that I love. Yeah. yeah.
2: No one should take it up my opera though, do one. Um to um, give what we do raise in the Radiothon to the Kevin Healy Equine Investment service. <laughs> oh, I see. You're, you're, I, I you're betting on the I horses. I promising I can at oh, least no. double it, but no one, no one seems to believe me when I say I can double it. Uh, we'll we'll have to you have are. a
3: look at your... Yeah. Yeah, your um, um, well, yeah, look, perhaps that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you need not say that. Yeah. Stop, with, stop there. History. Stop there. Um, but if anyone is listening yeah. and they want to donate, you can ring 94198377.
2: Yep. And speaking of privatisation, of course, Qantas was also privatised, that by a Labour government, in fact. Yeah. Um, because they said that um, it was much more efficient and the the public purse couldn't afford the outlays you had to do to keep up with all the rest of the world and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Now, you'll be pleased to know Qantas's share of taxpayer-funded aviation aid during the pandemic will soon reach $1.5 billion. Yikes. $1.5 for a company that was made efficient so it could operate on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's extraordinary. So I, I was, and there's been lots more because that's just part of the aviation package. And the, the and the Labor Party's come out and said the government's just throwing money around without any real plan. It does it's liverifying by the seat of their pants, which may have been meant to be a pun. Oh, but um,
3: did you write
7: that up? No, 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 I
2: didn't. <laughs> you
3: you moonlighting for the camera <laughs> But uh,
2: but anyway, they said that. But I thought seeing seeing they're giving all this money to the air air folks, and given that three C R in fact is on the airways.
3: Yeah. Perhaps
2: we can play with our name in a way that we can get billions in government. Maybe handouts. we could
3: change our name to Ansett. Oh, and yes. like come and, back uh, from, then we could that's yes. right. make a comeback
2: <laughs> no but if we if we stretch the air bit in our name I reckon we could, yeah. we could you know maybe get the government to give us something good idea yeah. that's
3: pretty concerning about all those um, all those subsidies for COVID uh, support and then these companies like Harvey Norman etc uh, like just running a massive profit that year of course cause everyone's buying yes, online of course, of course. and uh, and then just to be like well I don't want to pay their money back it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, well, why should they? I mean, they, they got it. Well, yeah, were. exactly.
3: And then they made a profit. And that's what capitalism's all about. So they're doing a good that's job. Right. And well, the yeah. other
2: one I found interesting this week also was that uh, Twitty, no, Twiggy, Twiggy, Twitty, Twiggy the Twit, uh, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Forrest, um, he's got stuck into other. Companies that um, are looking for gas, you know, the the big um, the big explorers that we know about, Woodside and Company, and he's got to Santos, Woodside, he's got stuck into them, saying that gas is you know gas is not the the the, the energy source of the future because it too is a danger to etc to, etc. Et oh,
3: okay.
7: Now
2: it's all very good to say they shouldn't be exploring and bringing out gas, and I agree with him on that. Except that at the same time he doesn't mention it, but Twitty of course is planning. A gas import yeah, right. thing at Port Kembla, gas import plant at Port Kembla, similar to the one they had, was the Hastings that was knocked back. And it looks like he'll get approval for his one, so he wants to bring gas in, import okay. it, and use it here. Mm. But other people here shouldn't do it. Now, it's just, now I'm not. I don't think. I don't think any of that should happen. But mm. does anyone sense a touch of hypocrisy here somewhere? <laughs> I
3: don't know. I see a way of making a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. Well,
2: that's what the uh, that's what St. Woodside said actually. It is, uh, interesting. <laughs> he, just, he just wants to make more money by giving some sort of monopoly on the whole thing.
1: Yes, mm. well, we try also to keep it balanced on city limits. So I found um, a recent article in the Green Left, which oh. obviously you know not not as good faith as is the Herald, Herald Sun. That's true. Yeah.
3: <laughs> may as well may as well air it now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so FOI documents reveal Northeast Link project breaches. So we've been talking a little bit about the Northeast Link um, in our transport shows recently, uh, and this article is saying that. Um, Uh, Barry Watson, a resident of Doncaster, has used FOIs um, to uh, obtain an orbit about canopy tree loss. And it seems uh, like he's found that the scale of the tree loss has been underestimated by as much as 80% for the project. And there's already um, thousands of trees that are going to be... Um, There's lots down. more
2: trees than they originally said they're going to come down. yeah, come down. Mm. yeah. The
1: EES mentions 26,000 trees. Um, the North East Link project tells 30,000 trees. So, uh, 30,000 trees will be planted. But um, yeah, and mm. um, more bad news about the North East Link.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should try and get Barry on because Barry in fact, is an old, a long-time campaigner on these issues. Um, I haven't seen him in years. Yeah. But, but um,
1: Barry, if you're listening, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Barry, if you're listening, yeah. you're welcome yeah. to donate and also <laughs> come to no, come on the show. Yeah, that's
2: right. If you sending a donation, Barry, you'll be on. That's it. It's <laughs> payola around it here. It's absolute payola around here. Look,
3: speaking of our <laughs> uh, regular guests, uh, breaking news here. Uh, update from Helen. In line with her amazing level of commitment to activism, she actually can't come on the show because she had a last-minute sustainable water meeting. But she generously donated $100 and she left a message saying, sorry I couldn't come on, happy to give a small donation to keep Radical Free Radio on the air, as this is the only way democracy can truly thrive. 3CR Voices the Facts. Thank you, Helen.
2: Very good, uh, Helen. She's a great old campaigner, Helen, as well. I mean,
3: she so. is tireless. Yes. I'd like to know where she gets her yeah. energy from.
2: Yeah, it's, well, well, she's retired from work, though. She's in that age group now. Yeah. She, she retired a few years ago from teaching, so... She's not... Yeah,
3: yeah she's not slowing down.
2: Yeah. No, she certainly isn't. Nor is Yoss, of course, her, her partner, yeah. husband. They, they, work, they work so close together. They're a wonderful couple who... Uh, Maybe. Are both so involved in all these issues?
3: Any other any other pledges that we need to read out? We've got any more? Um,
1: not on my list. Any more
2: for, Oh dear me, well, get those phones running 94198377. All these other ways of doing it. You people tell people Look, the other ways of doing it. Uh, oh.
1: uh, yep, you've got 3cr.org.au. You can go to the website and donate through there. You can uh, send a pledge of support on 0488 just mm. by texting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll send you back the payment details. And yeah, what's our, our target is two thousand four hundred, and we're up to one thousand five hundred and sixty. So mm. we're not doing too bad. Mm. We're
2: not doing too good either. Though one thousand and forty to go. <laughs> yeah. We're really in the middle, kind of.
3: But no, we're we're over the yeah, we're, we're over right the halfway, halfway. line. Um, yeah, we do sure. we have had a text come in. I uh, hope you are enjoying a good cup of tea. We are. Uh, Mm -hmm. Great team. Keep up the good work. I'm going to donate $20 to City Limits in solidarity, Pilar. Thank you. Pilar. Oh,
2: good. Thanks for filling Well, yeah. there's another three CR connection, yeah. of course, and yeah. she's, um, of course, Karina's mother as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that is allowed to say <laughs> that on air? A bit, a bit air? incestuous yeah. there with this no. show. But I also, we've it also it had a twenty dollar so. donation from Ken Mooney, who from Sunshine is an old campaigner, oh, an old, old, um, old campaigner, but also an old supporter, of course. And yeah. Ken gives to a number of programs, so you know, a lot of these people do give to a lot of programs. They so. do,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and ultimately we at, at 3CR have to raise well uh 250,000 that keeps us on the air for one year um yeah and uh this you know goes to a variety of of you know, most of the people who you ever hear on 3CR are volunteers so you know, people are volunteering their time already but there's still as you can imagine huge running costs to run a community radio station
1: yeah, and yeah. we've got another donation in from Ray Bennett, fifty dollars. Ah. Thank you so much, Ray. And Ray says, "I can't believe it, but I love to see Kevin still riding his bike. <laughs> <laughs> you better keep riding your bike. Yeah, it's some <laughs> sort of
2: some sort of sight these days, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ray, Ray from Kensington, of course. He's um he's a well known talkback person um, around the place. Ray oh, from Kensington. That's, awesome. that's Ray Bennett. He's a lovely bloke and. Uh, he rang me recently because he found someone had been harassed about their meter because I refused to get a smart meter, on all sorts of grounds, and I still haven't got one. And um, mm. he rang to just make sure that I was still uh, fighting them about it. And I said, "Yes, I am." Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah. So well, they haven't they haven't harassed me for ages. They just give it. They've given up.
3: Oh well uh, done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this st- stubbornness won the day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: That's right. It was, yeah, anyway, because I, I told the bloke that came in, I said, look, if, if I get a smart meter, you lose your job. I mean, all the, the meter oh, yeah. readers lose their job. I'm trusting, We're trusting people to read it off a central computer somewhere. Yeah. Um, all what did sorts they say to that? Well, they just, he abused me and said I was silly, the, bloke, oh, the, oh. the worker bloke. But anyway, but then they kept harassing me. They finally gave up. They gave up the ghost. Not giving up the ghost, unfortunately, is Keith Pitt who loves coal, he's the Federal Resources <laughs> Minister who replaced Canavan a few months ago. Oh, yeah. So it was one it was like for like. Mm. Um, in fact, on the week that was, I'd call him Pit Pony, which, of course, is very good for someone who loves coal. Um, and um, oh, Ke- Keith came out this week, because there's, there's currently an oil and gas um, industry conference in Perth that started a couple of days ago. It's going this week. And Keith Keith told them they had a fight. They had a fight. The never give in to the activists slash anarchists, he said, who want to close down the industry and cut off its financing. He said the industry needs to make clear why it is so important for jobs and the economy. Industry has got to get into the fight, etc. on he went. And he's speaking, he's giving a speech there today, which will be much what he said there, I suppose. Um, so there you are. He says that we're going to have to rely on coal and oil and gas for the next numerous number of years and way beyond 2050 i suspect that's cheerful
3: um we've got howard on on the line now oh well it's no good howard yeah.
2: howard morosi from friends of public housing howard i will talk very briefly today because i uh, because the um normal housing day is given up to radiothon today i thought if, with your as long as you're happy with this we could do a normal housing day next wednesday which is the fourth wednesday is that all right with you
5: Enjoying the time off, actually. Like
2: planning
3: the show on air.
5: That's well, you so city a, limits. You've
2: got an extra week, Howard. That's the go.
5: I'll
2: make the sacrifice. Okay. Well, um, anyway, just to, just we, we just have a quick chat. Um, housing. I noticed that there was a report from the OECD in the last few days uh, that says that Australian housing has risen the second highest in the world, I think, in terms of prices in the last X number of years, and it's becoming. So increasingly unaffordable, which is all an argument, of course, even though the OEC doesn't say it, it's an argument why we should have public housing, isn't it? Of course. Of course.
5: Now can you hear me
2: okay? Uh, it's a bit low. It's a bit
3: quiet. If you can get closer to them. Out.
5: that better? That's better. That's
3: better, yeah. Excellent.
5: Um I've got a bit of an echo. Can you hear the echo?
3: No. No. Sorry. Excellent. To hear that.
5: It's better. Oh, yeah. Um I don't mind hearing my voice, so that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, well, where do you start? Like, we've been talking about the issue ever since I've come on uh, City Limits, which was about four years ago. So that's we've right. been talking and about it. And we were talking
2: here. about it long before that, so, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. Um, you know, it's it's clear. The latest surge in price is just another example of how the system has been going on for the last 40 years, you know, really, it's... Uh, the, probably the the house price has been rising about 10% a year over that time. So, at the moment we're looking at something like 15 to 20% this year. So it's just a bit bit more on more foot on the accelerator, really. Mm. And the problems are still the same problems.
2: That's right. And the same people who uh, who talk about the need, you know, they they love seeing the prices go up. They're the same people who say, of course, what we want is affordable housing. Um, you can't have both.
5: No, well, you can kind of have what they call affordable housing, which is the technical term affordable housing, um, but you can't have low cost, you know, really low cost housing, and uh, rising house prices at the same time. It's just logically not possible.
2: Mm. Yeah,
5: yeah. True. Absolutely.
3: And before we, we, we on this, on, yeah.
5: the good thing is on city limits, we don't, we don't uh, promote affordable housing, we promote public housing
6: yeah.
5: and we promote private housing, which is, which is regulated uh, by the government to make sure that, the, that we don't need what they call technically affordable housing. Yeah. I'll just explain again. I'm sure listeners, regular listeners will know. Um, but affordable housing with a capital A, technical affordable housing, means housing which is 80% of what is the prevailing market price so you know you're talking about something that keeps going up as the market price goes up and we're not we that's not what we want mm. we want low cost housing um, good quality low cost housing and it's achievable yeah
3: and sit uh, like 3cr in city limits is probably one of the few places that really gives uh airtime to that conversation about public housing really i i don't i certainly don't hear it about it anywhere else in the media yeah
5: yeah, yeah. yeah look that, that's really the problem Mm-hmm. The, the problem is the, the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Um, 3CR is crucial in the debate. And I can, I can give two really good examples of that. Um, first example is five years ago, April Bragg from the Housing for the Age Action Group uh, was a regular on the show and she talked about um, the Andrews government plans for massive privatisation of public housing. She was the first person we heard it from. Mm. And within a couple of years, we had the public housing renewal program come out of the Andrews government. Um, and in, once, once we heard about, uh, from April about the government's plans, uh, Joe Toscano was brought, was updated. Uh, Joe, of course, running Pipsi P- Public Interest Before Corporate Interest, the mm. anti-privatisation campaign. And Joe, therefore, set up uh, Defend and Extend Public Housing Australia, um so that was in uh, two thousand and
6: sixteen,
5: mm. and uh, defending extent still going you know we 're still having our vigils um at Parliament House and doing various other things as well and mm. um, the second example if we 've got time i would yeah. give yeah. is... um
2: yeah briefly yeah
5: yep the the recent coverage uh in the media mainly the age about uh what 's happening in and around the Collingwood town hall where the state government um said to the Yarra Council that they would uh, give money for affordable and and social housing, not public housing. Um, And the Greens said, no, we don't want that. Uh, If it's not public housing, we're just going to go ahead with our community hub. And the Age effectively uh, worked in tandem with the state government in their coverage and made the Greens out to be uh, villains and really didn't talk about the public housing aspect Of the Greens' position at all, and Samantha Ratnam uh, spoke to a a public meeting uh, last Sunday and explained the fact that she had spoken over and over again to the Age journalists and put the position about public housing, and they refused to run it. Mm. So there you go. Like the Age, yep. Mm. The Age has never talked about defending and extend public housing Australia. In fact, Mm. no other media outlet has talked about defending Extend Public Housing Australia, and Friends of Public Housing Victoria, which is the other long-running, genuine public housing defending campaign, has been mentioned once, I think, by The Age, and I've never seen it yeah. in any yeah. other outlet.
2: The, the Age is, ever in my opinion, never better than Small L Liberal anyway. It was almost a more dangerous form of the Herald mm-hmm. Sun in some ways. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I've spoken to journos there who, since Channel 9 took it over, they're finding it increasingly difficult to get some stuff in. Yeah. And even one journal told me that often the opening par or two of a story will be changed, um, yeah. but it's still under their byline, so it's, you know, it's quite That's frustrating as well. Yeah.
3: Good, good uh, moment to uh, remind uh, listeners that that is a big part of the reason that we ask you to donate to 3CR, because it is actually really, really special and important that, that there are in, there's independent media by the people for the people. Um nine four one nine eight three seven seven.
5: That's right. Okay, Howard, text. that's it. Um yeah. and, I've uh, got to say any ready for next week now. <laughs> that's right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Just throw that on you there. Right, <laughs> good,
3: Thanks, right, yeah. Howard. Thanks, Howard.
5: Okay. Bye.
2: That was Howard Morosi, of course, from the yeah. from House um, of the Age Action Group, no, Did we
3: from... did we mention that Warwick from Balaclava donated $20. I don't think we did. Thank you, Warwick. Thank you, Warwick. Yay. Yes, Warwick and Balaclava, yeah. We're going well. We've got about $750 left to raise right. to reach our target. Right. So, um, yeah.
2: And we've got well, we've got a we've actually got a we've had a, a a an anonymous donation. This is one that comes in every year. Okay. Um, of five hundred dollars. Well,
3: um, has that been factored in already? I am not sure. Okay. But, but well, now we're it's confused. It's one that we haven't announced.
2: <laughs> one that we haven't, haven't announced. announced. We'll that's find true. out. That may be factored in. Yep. Um, but that was one that was apparently given. I've um, been told I don't. Know, she or he mm-hmm. um, gave it during that period when there was doubled up when mm-hmm. they got the um, someone was putting yeah. oh, wow. like mm-hmm. for like. So that's um, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Thank you. Thank you, Anonymous. That person gives every year an amazing performance. Amazing. um, And thanks to that person.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mystery Donor. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Well,
1: Well, we're going to be joined
3: by Fiona York in just a few minutes. And then this show has basically just flown by... Is it just me, or it feels like I've been on a roller coaster? Yep, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you're sitting on a on a roller coaster there.
3: Oh, we have yeah. a we have a text in. Uh, Warwick said, "Great crew, thanks, City Lemons." Thank
1: Good you. Thanks, Excellente. Warwick. Yeah.
2: Excellent. All right. Um, I don't
3: know why you don't like a uh, radiothon, Kevin. I think you're teasing. It's nice to actually hear from people who are listening to the show because the rest of the time you really. Who knows? You yeah, just don't know who if, knows if
1: anyone is
2: listening. I don't want to hear from. I want them to hear me. I don't want to hear from people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, so that, just that point we just raised with um, just raised with Howard though uh, the aid, the the OECD its findings came out and said Australia has high housing costs relative to incomes and house prices have increased very quickly over the last twenty years. But this is the bit that I think we should talk about at some stage in the future. Supply has been rigid because of regulatory measures such as restrictive land use regulations and restrictive zoning in many cities. Greater flexibility in land use regulations and zoning, such as height caps in cities and the speed of administration, administrative processes for construction, would make supply more responsive to the increase in demand. But, of course, that's all about destroying the urban fabric, mm. really. I mean, yeah. it's about it's about urban sprawl. It's about... Um,
1: Cutting green know, tape.
2: Yeah, that's right, getting mm. rid of... And, and no environmental controls over them. Just let them go and do what they want to do. Mm. But no mention in their report that maybe if the government put money into public housing, it's a lot, of, the, a lot yeah. of it would be to begin to be sold. It would begin to be sold. It wouldn't be sold, but it would no, begin. But, yeah... Yeah, and of course, if you go up to someone who's sleeping on the street in Elizabeth Street or something, and say, oh, "I've got some good news. The government's going to build some affordable housing," yeah. wouldn't they get excited?
3: I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's it is frustrating. There's a whole industry around um, addressing, you know, homelessness by um, talk, you know, uh, engaging with people who do not have homes, and mm. it just is a little bit incredible that we've managed to get into this m- m- mentality that the there's like that having a home building homes for people who don't have homes is uh you know Im- is an impossible thing and and that's that's not the solution like obviously if you if you need a home and the state can build you a home then you could have a home you, could you that, don't have don't to you? have like a, multidisciplinary well, team of interventionists. have mentioned
2: many times that, in fact, many years ago, the, the housing commission, as it was then called, had its own construction authority here yeah. and trained apprentices in the industry and yeah. all sorts of things. And so, of course, the Gas and Fuel and SEC also were bigger, big um, employers and trainers of apprentices back mm-hmm. in those days, and yeah. now, now industry talks about shortage of skilled labour, yeah. but they want the government to fund the training exactly. of the skilled labour yeah. uh, rather than... Um, but that's that's the benefits of privatisation, of course, super efficiency.
3: And uh, we've got Fiona on, line, on the line now. Right.
7: So Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi, Fiona. Fiona. How are you guys?
3: We're good. It's been a bit of a rollercoaster. We were just saying you're our last guest for for today's show. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah,
2: the best to last, Fiona. Yeah. best to last. Fiona York, of course, is from the um, Housing for the Aged Action Group. Fiona, just before we go there, though... Um, Down in Gippsland, did you survive the storm last week? How did you go?
7: Yeah, the East Gippsland kind of corner didn't get too badly hit. It was more closer to Melbourne, so that was good. Mm. Um, And we were really happy because the court injunction means that they're not looking up there at the moment, so a bit of a reprieve for the winter, which will be nice.
3: Yay, well done.
2: Well yeah, so you is. can sit beside a log fire. No, that's, some, that's <laughs> <true. Yeah>. Sustainably <laughs> harvested log fire. Right. <laughs> that's right.
7: Sustainably harvested. Keep it local. No
2: fuel miles on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fiona, I was saying to Howard earlier, if, uh, if you're up to this as well, that because we missed this week with housing, we could do it next week on a fourth Wednesday. Would you be available next week for a bit more comment? <laughs>
7: Yeah, absolutely. Always love to get on the show and talk about housing.
2: Okay, <laughs> thanks, right. Fiona. And just at the moment, there'd before be hitch you for money, of course, um, <laughs> we'll give a chance to say something. So, so housing with the aged, how's it going?
7: Yeah, no, we're good. We're also um, raising money for 3CR at the moment for our show, Raise the Brief. We had our, just before, on the day of um, the lockdown, actually. Um, we had our face-to-face general meeting of members and we actually sent a physical hat around the room, wow. which you know, <laughs> was kind of exciting for people to be able to donate money the old school way. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been really good to have a bit of face-to-face action back for the members.
3: Nice. Well done. And you're, yeah. you're, what remind yeah. listeners what day your show is on.
7: Uh, so we're um, on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30. Yeah. Uh, it's called Raise the Roof. And we talk about older people's housing issues. Mm. Um, so we had a really great show on about our LGBTI Elders mm. program um, that we've got up and running a couple of weeks ago. We've been talking to um, some older tenants in high rises and the impact of COVID on them. Mm. And next week, we're hoping to have the Tenants Union on to talk about their um, partnerships they're doing with us. Oh, nice.
3: So, yeah, maybe we could borrow that interview once it's done and just play that next to (laughs) them. Absolutely, happy to
2: share content. We we mentioned to Howard earlier as well that um, the OECD you probably saw this, has come out and said Australia has had the fourth fastest uh, house price rises in the last twenty years, and it's becoming unaffordable here. But it doesn't mention anything about a possible solution, like maybe the government building housing.
7: Yeah, I know. It's such a simple solution, isn't it? But no-one seems to talk about it. They're they're happy to talk about the problem, but no-one talks about the solution.
6: Mm,
7: So, so. yeah, we're still... I think we're probably, us and Howard, probably very in the Safe Public Housing Collective are the very few people that actually still talk about public housing. It seems to be a thing that's a bit old-fashioned, I guess, in some people's minds, but I Mm. think we really need to get back to government-owned housing, which is, safe for tenants and sustainable and you know cost effective as well so that's why it's great to come on your show because you guys are total public housing advocates as well
6: yeah
3: thanks fiona yeah. All right, good fiona. summary be, yeah. gonna have to wind you up there.
2: but, <laughs> but t- t- fiona's
3: already t- donated <laughs> give you more time yeah. Yes. yeah thank you so much for supporting our show while you have your own show to fundraise for we really appreciate oh, it and for coming on so stretch. regularly
7: Read the love, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. Nice okay,
2: love. and uh, well, I, we're pleased you survived um, the Gippsland weather pretty well. Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, not
7: so, not so bad. Well, thank you yeah. again for having us on. Okay. Thanks, and we'll talk Fiona. to you next week
2: again, Fiona. Okay, Brilliant. thanks a lot. Thank you. No
3: worries.
7: Good luck. Thanks okay, thanks
2: a lot. Fiona Bye-bye. York there from the Housing with Asian Action Group. We're about to have to wind up. but we're Yeah, we
3: do. Um, um, Joe's, I can see Joe um, in the room next door uh, looking over his donations. Right. <laughs> Joe from Anarchist World this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: that's right. He got a big plug from uh, Howard, so that was sort of a, he did, didn't a segue he? into his program, really. Yeah. I
3: should have yeah. used the button where you mute the guests. so that <laughs> <laughs> <that's good. laughs> <laughs> um but no, just as an update we've raised uh 1630 so thank you so much to everybody that called in everyone that donated everyone that supports the show we couldn't do it without you and we have 770 still to raise for our show Ooh. so if you are listening it's not too late to just call in no. um send a text get online 3cr.org.au and uh support yeah, radical or free or the independent might take, media might give it to us like the airways or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Kevin, you followed up that route <laughs> and I'll go and send some emails to everyone who's ever been on the show okay,
2: <laughs> All right. okay next week we are going to look at housing We've today's our normal housing day, but we'll look at housing again next week with um with howard presumably and uh, and Fiona and also um hope to get Libby Porter on next week as well cool. the academic who Brilliant. is wonderful talking about housing Libby so we'll yeah. try and get her on next week to have a yarn to us as well
3: Sounds good. We'll finish and thanks up for
2: everyone today it is great to see all those donations and, Brilliant yeah.
3: We'll finish up with some Mojo Juju <laughs>
6: I was born under a southern sun I don't know where I belong I don't know where I belong My great granddaddy was Wiradjuri My father came here from the Philippines It's where I live It's where I want to be Ooh, but You make me feel so ill at ease I don't speak My father's native tongue I was born under a southern sun I don't know where I belong I don't know where I belong It's easy enough for you to say It ain't no thing But I'm the one, you ain't the one Been living in the skin
5: If you want to call me something
6: Call it to my face But I will not apologize for taking up this space Every time you cut me down I'm gonna come back fierce. The time is through for being nice. Let's call it what it is.
3: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.